0: Come on, Steve Bunsen Burner Dollar. Dollar. Internal Combustion. Why do we need no. Petri Isaac Newton Steven How you doing? Good, what's the R number, Steve? What's the R number?
1: I've heard of Well, we, you hear about the R number quite a lot, don't you? You hear about uh, You hear it's banded around And if the number goes above one Then it's bad And below one And it's good That's but, what I've um, heard Yeah, but I've had um, I don't
0: understand had, it, Steve
1: you don't understand. No, I don't. It. <laughs> well, I've had a little look into it. So R the R number um is called the basic reproduction number, right? And it's right. this value that epidemiologists use that kind of basically be kind of we can think of it as uh the um uh the expected number of cases directly generated by one case in a population. So it's how okay. many people. So if an R number is one, it means that on average, you will infect one other person. If the R number is 10, it means on average, if you're infected with a virus or any disease, then you will infect one other. And so you can imagine some some diseases are really infectious and some diseases are less infectious. And then you also have to think about how deadly the disease is. There's a beautiful piece of um, uh, uh, infographic. Done by uh, David McCandless, who's he uh, uh, who does runs a blog called Information Is Beautiful. He works for quite a lot with the Guardian, and I recommend people kind of look this up. Um, and actually, uh, he, he um, uh, so so if you imagine on one hand thinking about some diseases that are very um, uh, the very dangerous, so things like um, you know uh, Ebola. Yeah, Ebola is always the classic one, but other things like tuberculosis, rabies if left untreated, avian flu, p- the plague and things like that. Ebola kills about 70% of people that get infected by it. Ooh, but, the, but the infection rate, the R number, is relatively low for, um, for Ebola. It's about two,
0: right? But is, that, is that because they, people die? Uh, that's one is of the reasons, low yeah. Of people die?
1: that's one of the reasons that you'd have a low r, r number but so the actually, r number,
0: the thing is this is what i don't get and this is what i don't understand because the r number goes up and down depending on how you react to it right yeah and so how ca- can a disease a particular disease have an intrinsic r number and if a particular virus or disease has a particular r number how is that defined well you can't, can't compare them can you because you've got you've got um coronavirus <laughs> I like how it makes
1: you angry yeah. Well,
0: I don't get it. I mean, I still get it because coronavirus, the R number is, you know, starts off quite high and then you do stuff and it drops below one. Right. Yeah. So how do you compare R numbers in a fair way between between diseases? Well, because so- I would say Ebola is a low R number because you get really, really, really ill really quickly. So that person is like immediately put somewhere safe. Right. Whereas coronavirus, you don't even know someone's got it. So they're prancing around playing football, having a beer, don't know how to call it. So I think the R number is something that's quite complex and takes into account all of the different behavioural and different things that happen normally. But there must be a baseline, right? Yeah, yeah, there and is. And some- so,
1: so, the definite, so it seems to be quite nebulous actually, right, It has to take into account multiple factors. And the way they typically use it is with a really simple equation. They typically write that the R number is equal to beta tau, where beta is the infection producing contacts per unit time. Um, uh, and tau is the mean infectious period, right? So you can imagine in your case, so the beta term, there lots of contacts per unit time. That's your analogy of, of coronavirus. Everyone's playing football and having a beer, right? And so that Any would that.
0: You'd be lying in a hospital bed. Exactly. So don't right. so take co- into account the characteristics of the disease it produces in the person. Well, that will be in the contacts, actually. And actually, it's
1: quite clever, you think, because you could think about it. It's really complicated. Is it the is there something that's kind of biologically relevant? I.e., like if we just measured it in a million people, it always be the same. And other things are kind of cultural, like, you know, the different cultures, you know, like, uh, you know, population density related or you know is it you know whether you lock down or put people in the
0: houses. In the case of rabies how many rabid dogs are running wild in the population? In Britain it's low if ever you've been to Argentina it's about a million per every person (laughs) rabid dogs everywhere Is that right? (laughs) So I went on my honeymoon you can't walk anywhere without some dog trying to rip your arms off it's insane (laughs) sorry Argentinian people but it's true sort your dogs out
1: (laughs) Well, once they've dealt with corona, maybe they can move on to, to, to rabies. Um, but yeah, so, so that's the way to think about it, I think, is that, that yeah, you yeah. have these two, these two parameters, one of them being the infection-producing contacts per unit time, and the other one being the mean infection period. So some, some diseases can have a very long infection period, and so that increases the, the um, tau, which in turn increases the r.
0: Yeah, but wonder, unless you're lying in a bed the whole time, as soon as you get it, you might be confined to a bed, in which case it wouldn't matter, would it? Because you be, you might be infected for, like, a month, but the whole month you'd just be lying you're in a hospital infectious. bed. But with COVID, yeah. you might be infectious for, like, I don't know, a period of time, but you're, you know, you're on Tinder or grinder, you know, and you're seeing 100 <laughs> people. <laughs> just touching <laughs> each other all the time, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like Ebola would be a thing which would rule you out of the, uh, the Tinder or the grinder situation, wouldn't it? You wouldn't put that yeah. in your profile. <laughs> Chronic Ebola. See you in the bar. eight. <laughs> eh? Yeah.
1: Keen, keen fan of tuberculosis. <laughs> um, yeah, no, <clears throat> it's actually kind of interesting. So it's, we've only known about this R number since about the 50s. A guy called George McDonald wrote wrote a paper um, uh, and it's one of the considered one of the first modern applications of epidemiology. Um, and he was studying the spread of malaria. Um, and actually, um, he, he, you know, some at the time he, he didn't call it R, he called it Z. Um, um, but it, it, um, the, quite often
0: they don't like this. I'm so term glad they changed it to R. Because <laughs> that was such a I mean that was a leap, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> right, guys, 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 guys. Right. No, Z is so out of the way. On we've
0: got a community nomenclature paper <laughs> with a thousand authors. <laughs> Yeah, so
1: they they changed it. Um, and generally, though, if, if you listen to epidemiologists, though, and I, now that I've been reading a bit about this, you tune into the, the the very precise languages which they use. They don't like the terms, they don't ever use the term R-rate. It's always a number or a value, because actually this rate in, ter, um, in terms of it's kind of per unit time, and that's actually not the value, that's not the case, right? The R-number is this kind of independent quantity, or at least they, they think of it as that um that can be used to evaluate you know whether your uh, control measures are being effective or not and and that's actually that's the the biggest value um, the
0: r the r number as i've understood from this conversation thank you steve i feel it's been clarified but the r number is basically something which is a characteristic of the way people are behaving and it may change so certain diseases like measles depending on what you put into place the r number can change so you can't really compare directly R numbers between different viruses you you In can't but you, you, can, you get a spread but it's so complicated that
1: it's like well, it's not that it's not i mean so for instance measles Measles very high R
0: value. yeah but unless you unless 18. you stop everyone go to the school it, ch- it will change right so the r value of measles that's true when you go to school will yeah. be massively higher than the r number of when you're not going to school yeah you,
1: you can't you can't so, think of it like a boiling point nick it's not an intrinsic property of a material right
0: but you need like, to compare between you if you're going to compare people do you have to have to, <laughs> no, no, and no, i'm but, like i'm but, like you need to have like a special controlled environment well, what's the like, point of you having need, a number need to be a sports hall somewhere where you put everyone there and you measure it empirically do you know what i mean then <laughs> so in, I'd be in, happy. in the happy.
1: In the in the world in the post-apocalyptic totalitarian regime of Doctor Evans, there'd just be a series of sports halls, and in one you'd you'd let out rabies, and another yeah. one tuberculosis, and you then would put the rabies know... one
0: in Argentina. <laughs> well, at
1: least we and then we
0: could directly compare.
1: Um, there you
0: go, folks. Well, that's R then. Thanks. I feel marginally less confused, but there's still an element of skepticism. You can probably hear my voice. <laughs>